Welcome to the Staff Lounge. It is October already, and it's so cold. I feel like it's so cold. I don't know about you. I would agree, totally. I mean, I just maybe think we had too much fun this summer for us to have winter already coming. But, alas, uh, we have our top five brought to us by JC. It's our top five go-to comfort foods. All right, I'm going to do my first one. Does Advil count as a food? (laughs) What about Tums? Are we going to have to redefine food? My first one is legit over-the-counter medicine. Like, I have had so much Advil and Pepsid AC since school started that it should count as a food group. I say we count it. This All is right, the year, that's my first one. This is the year of medicine, right? Um, it needs to be. Yeah. Mine is breath mints. Hmm. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. In the year of masks, again, you know, I'm just so over having coffee breath breathing into my mask that I am now consuming mints like food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the other thing. Um... Oh, I guess it'll be another comfort food and and it'll circle back to the breath mints. So go ahead with your number two. Um, So they have cut our lunch times back um, this year. So they're technically within the contract, but we really just end up getting, I'd say, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, so to be honest, like Lunchables have become my go-to lunch. Mm. I think that's just about what I bring almost every day. Gotcha. Man, I haven't heard about Lunchables in a long time. Dude, they're easy, and Costco has six packs of them. Oh, well, there you go. Um, So mine is Wisps, right? Isn't that what those are called? Yeah, those little, like, cheese crispy Yeah, they're, like, like melted or fried. You you can get Parmesan flavor. You can get garlic and cheese or garlic and herb flavor. Hence the reason we're going back to the mints. Because <laughs> nothing like having some garlic wisps for lunch and then have to breathe your garlicky mouth into your mask. So That with, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, my garlic wisps have a side of uh, mint. I don't know if I would like that combo. Oh, it's great when you're, <laughs> when you're on your feet and you're in a hurry. Um, I think my next comfort food that really has been a comfort food... Lately has been those uh, Smucker's Uncrustable Sandwiches, which I know are probably so bad for me, but there's just something about that, like, peanut butter and jelly on white bread that has been... uh, Mushed a little bit. Yeah, an easy thing to bring, but also just, like, that comfort item and... And they're easy again. Yeah. Everything's about being easy. (laughs) You know what? There are a lot of teachers who do those Uncrustables. My next one is not something that I'm eating at school, but it's something I'm eating at home. And it is freaking dry-aged steak. Dude, I freaking love it. My husband is into dry-aging. And it is like 35 days And then I'm eating steak like every couple of days. I probably (laughs) eat like $300 worth of meat every week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It sounds glorious. so good. Anyhow. Uh, My next one is something my brother introduced me to. 
And since he did, um, I've gone through two bottles already. Um, and he just introduced me a couple months ago. And that is uh, Dill Ranch. And if you Dill are a ranch person, I have to say it is so delicious. Really? <clears throat> I'm writing it down. Dill Ranch. And so this is like a salad dressing or a dip. Yes, the cold section. And I think it's, yeah. is it Lighthouse brand? Is that yeah, the brand it's the, the round section? lid. Yep. Yeah, refrigerated. See, okay, if we're going there, um, you know what? I am going to say the Jalapeno Ranch is my oh, go-to. Yeah. The dill is better, and I have always loved the jalapeno. <gasps> Ooh, there's also a salsa ranch. Is it better than the salsa? Yes, there is. Oh, girl, to go to some dill ranch. Yes, there is. <laughs> girl, we are so much the same. I know. Us. Um, I think the last thing, right? Wasn't that four? Yeah. Um, my last one is this new frozen pizza they have at Costco. I am noticing a trend with my answers. There are things that I can get at Costco too. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's Detroit Motor City double pepperoni deep dish pizza. Oh, dang. I haven't even seen that. Of course, I haven't gone they, to Costco in a while. They come in a two-pack at Costco, and they are absolutely delicious. Like, we haven't had Moose's Tooth for quite a while because we just like this instead. Wow. That's awesome. Go team. Um, mine is, oh, man, my husband again, uh, popcorn. It's not a meal, but I make it a meal on occasion. It is so darn good. And it's, you know, specifically salty, specifically buttery, specifically crunchy. So good. You also have like a movie theater popcorn machine. Yes, it was one of my 50 birthday presents. Yes. Mm -hmm. Such a good thing. Anyways, um, <clears throat> that was great. I haven't thought about those in a while, but pretty much I've eaten all of it in the last week. Well, and let's say, like, this is the school year for comfort food. Like, you guys thought last year was rough, but buckle your, buckle your seatbelt. Well, yes. <clears throat> and today we just want to kind of do an update on where we're at. Um, the last couple of um, podcasts we have, you know pre-recorded and by the way celebration to everyone who's listening and us this is 51 yeah last week was our 50th and, and i said it on facebook and stuff but man <clears throat> so cool my my son was like yeah mom you've done as many podcasts one for every year of your life and it's like oh dear okay <laughs> anyway um but let's do some updates um, this year with kids going out for COVID, whether they're positive or they're close contacts, can you update me on what you're sending home? How you, how are you addressing things homework wise? Because our last week was homework. Yes or no. Um, so when it comes to homework, like I'm not actually doing much for homework this year. Mm -hmm. My students have to do a reading log. But um, classwork-wise, like, when students are absent, they can access all of, like, most of my work through Seesaw, though I don't put everything on there. Mm -hmm. And then students who are missing many days can pick up uh, paperwork. But at the same time, we know as teachers that that isn't the same as getting the lessons, you know, right. like, the 
work at the end is only a little bit of what goes into something. But um, right now, that's what we're doing at the district level. Gotcha. And I, um, I've had several students who, I've not had a positive case in my room, but I've had several out for weeks at a time because mom and dad are positive or a sibling is positive and they are close contacts being in the family. Um, consequently, you know, I'm sending home, we, we have a big envelope and kind of distribution area in the front of our building where the families just go pick up a, the big envelope with all the stuff that you've prepared. Um, but I'm finding that I'm having a difficult time with the science and social studies part because we're doing, you know, um, eco columns, by the way, right? And, you know, you have yours, but when you're doing hands-on science, that's hard to transpose into an envelope and note-taking. I've had uh, quite a few students that have enjoyed some different programs that I've brought to our school um, for independent practice and such, you know, like I, I use Freckle and they're loving it. Um, I introduced it in the classroom and then it's just kind of taken off on its own at home. I'm not assigning minutes per week. I'm not doing any of that. It's just kind of a, a practice thing that they're doing and it's all at their own levels. Um, <clears throat> so if they do, if we don't get something done in class, though, it does become a homework thing. And those kids who are coming back the next day, it's not been a problem. Um, how are you? How is your school dealing with volunteers? Do you see many people in the hallways? Is it still super like lockdown, or how is that? Um, you know, I don't have any in my class right now, but I do know that there's like some new volunteer forms that have to be filled out. And volunteers have to go through a health screening. Um, I do see some in the building for sure, but um, there aren't a lot of parents around. Gotcha. So in my private school, um, our families have are required to do, I, I said it in a previous podcast, but I had it wrong. It was like share minutes. I couldn't remember what it was called. It's called share hours. Um, <clears throat> they're required to do... 40 hours a year and my room mom is the one who manages all of it keeps track of it all I just provide her with hey I've got these needs and parents sign up on a sign up genius it's been pretty genius really um my room or my parents volunteered and they they come they check in at the office they go straight to the library where I have a hanging file in a in the window and they can pick and choose from the hanging file what they want to do whether it's a take-home project or whether it's a um, I'm gonna stand here and fold these papers and staple them into a book or make copies or whatever and it's been pretty great for me um, but I think I'm the only one so far who's even tried to do it or done it um, but I mean I'm loving it except for the fact that so many people have signed up that now I'm, I'm this weekend, I'm going to have to like prep a bunch of stuff so that I can fill up that bucket again, because the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things like 
you're moving homes and you have a bunch of people that show up and you're like, well, crap, I'm not really ready for you guys yet, right? I don't want that to come across because I'm always ready for people. But, you know, here's the thing. In years past, they could come to the room and ask me a question like, hey, is this set up how you want it? Well, they can't come into the classroom. So I have to have a sample made. It's got to be what I do is I type out like a little paragraph um, explaining step by step. Here's what I need you to do. And then I staple it to the hanging file with the materials behind it. So I've got a lot of prep I have to do because I have to make one. And then I have to type out what I want. And then I just print this crap out and then I cut it. And then, you know, it's all my own problem. Wouldn't it just be easier easier to do do it yourself? yourself? That's That's the thing thing that gets gets me is I have such a hard time coming coming up with things for other people to do. That would be so much easier for me to just get done. Yeah, but see, for me, then it means I have to go in on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, do I have a problem with that? No, but this is my retirement gig, girl. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. We are required. It's our um, archdiocese has the this thing where we have to log our minutes or our, excuse me, our hours. We have to turn in a time card on the 25th of every month. And I'm going to tell you last month I logged 272 minutes or I mean hours. Legitimately, I'm, I'm working I'm a lot. In, I'm, I'm very interested in what they're going to do with that. Nothing. I'm pretty sure if someone requires you to do a time card that you have to be paid for those hours. Well, interesting you say that because, um, some people have asked, and of course, we're not unionized. This is a whole right. different thing, not having a union. But um, some people were like, uh, you realize we're not getting paid even the minimum wage. Is that breaking the law? <laughs> if you're going to make me keep my time card, what are the ramifications for the factual thing that you're not paying me what I should, I'm doing? Um, I'm not even going to get into that because I don't even want to be a part of that. Um, I'm totally happy with everything. I, I would be putting in these hours in the public school, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Is the district, oh, let's update some people on what, what is happening. Are you... Last year, they kept like a website about how many cases there were, what schools were closed. Like, is there data that's being collected or is Alaska just Anchorage so overrun that we're not keeping track of that anymore? Um, They're they're keeping keeping track track of it, but they've changed how they're keeping track of it. So now they're not as worried about close contacts. Um, Now they're only reporting actual cases. So like... Only kid, only people that have actually tested positive. So that means that if like Jimmy is positive and his five siblings are sick but didn't get tested, they're not counting as positive cases. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that they were a close contact, I guess. So it's all kind of uh, squishy. So those numbers are being reported, but they're not really shutting down classrooms um, because we're saying close contacts aren't really a thing. Well, we know better than that. Yeah, so I don't know what's really happening. Um, I think some buildings are being hit worse than others. My building's doing pretty well. At least adult-wise, like, we have not had to turn to 
pulling specialists and such to cover classroom. Gotcha. And we've heard that a lot of buildings are making classrooms double up when people are out. Like they just don't have, like too many people are absent. And how are they managing that when you're trying to keep your classes separate, separated? I don't know. I don't know because my building hasn't had to do that hmm. yet. Would be good to know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. Um, interesting. So it's map testing time. Yeah. It, it, last year uh, in the fall, map testing was kind of sketchy because it was done at home, right? Do I even um, remember I that accurately? Did we do well, I don't even testing? think we did it in the fall, did we? Maybe we did. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, maybe we didn't. Maybe we did it in the winter. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway... Because I remember there was a, there were two points of data. Maybe we did it January when we all first came back and then. I think that's what we at did. At the end. January and then May. So, um, map testing, small groups, people are still being able to be pulled into the multiple groups that they need to, even though we've got lots of adults not in our buildings for extra support. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure what you're asking. Um, are all, uh, usually, okay, so let me back up. Usually, in a normal non-COVID year, you might have uh, eight retired teachers hired as subs to do ELL small group testing, to oh. manage other small group uh, accommodations for testing. Last year... Um, some of our ELL students, for example, didn't have small group because there weren't people available for those small group testing. I, uh, even with the shorthandedness of buildings, are people able to get into the small groups that they need to? Yes. Good. Our building was able to cover all of the small groups, but, um, but they always have. So the last couple few years that I've been there they didn't have to pull in outside people oh that's it's just great. within the building. and then I think for fast bridge testing they were sending people some people out like I instructional coaches were going to other buildings to help with fast bridge so oh, all great. that's going I don't think they're as worried about that cross-contamination as long as you're wearing a mask at this point mm. yes the change from last year to this year uh not so much cleaning <laughs> Right. Yeah, last year we were sanitizing, wiping, spraying, spraying, wiping, spraying multiple, multiple, multiple times a day. I I don't know that people are wiping things down in my building, but I am just because. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we were told it's expected and the assumption is that we are. Okay. But I know that the thought is that it's not being uh cross people are not being cross contaminated from surfaces like right. we thought they were last year yeah um our building is not doing specials in the specials room other than oh. pe our specialists are coming into our classrooms huh. so yeah, no, we are going out to those classrooms which is really nice <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's nice in multiple ways. Number one, it mainly, it gives the kids a brain break. They're changing their scenery. They're getting up. They're transitioning mentally. They're going to that teacher's classroom. You know, I've noticed a lot this year with 
um, my group that when the specialist comes in and I pack my stuff up and I start walking out the door, they're like, oh, the boss is gone, right? Yeah. It's not her room, so to speak. So they feel differently when I'm not there and she's there. And so consequently, I mean, legit in my lesson plans, on my lesson plans with my specials listed, I say, remain in the classroom for classroom management. Like I am in there. The only one I usually get a break for is art. Well, I guess there are two, art and PE, because the art teacher has a lot of kids that need that movement as her helpers sending out you know, supplies, collecting supplies, rinsing off supplies or whatever. So that helps. But PE really is my only other than that special where I'm not in my room, like giving the mom look over my mask, you know, to kids who are now glancing at me to see if I see what they're doing. Yeah, I'm really glad that we get to go out to specials. It is definitely a lifesaver in the day. I get to take my mask off because I'm alone in the room and it just gives them a break from me and me a break from them, mm-hmm. which is needed on both parts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, my question to you, um, I uh, am wondering if there's a different topic you would like to address, because then I would like to um, give people a heads up as to what our article is that we're going to be looking at next week. Oh, um... Yeah, so like wrap stuff up. I guess I would yeah. say that I, it's kind of crazy that, I mean, report cards are just in a couple of weeks. And we've already had a snow day here in Anchorage, which was this like major fluke, crazy snow. Like it's been such a weird quarter so far. Yeah. Um, and also just, you know, you mentioned that you do not have a union. Well, the district, of course, we have a union, the teachers that work there. And there's been some crazy stuff going on in that we still don't have um, a contract. And there's some things that the district is trying to get in the next contract that um, is just crazy. And it's kind of blowing up all over Facebook. And so maybe at some point we'll kind of talk about some of those things. Like taking away planning time, taking away grading days at the end of the quarter. Uh, They're trying to say that all of the time before and after school... And any time outside of our duty-free lunch should be, um, like, district time, like, where we could be on duty. Yeah. So there are just a lot of things that are coming down that, um, you know, make me cons- make me concerned about, you know, teacher retention going into next year. I'm going to say, I don't know if I talked to you about that, but I literally listened to that bargaining meeting on YouTube. Oh, did you? I did. Um... It's troubling. As a, as a retired teacher, I, you know, lots of people are like, oh, it's, you're probably so glad you don't have anything to do with bargaining and you have to worry about it. And my feeling is, yeah, I do have to worry about it. It's my profession. I mean, I'm a product of the Anchorage School District. My parents are retired from there. My boys are products of the district. I care about our community and I care about teachers and I care about our students. Like education is critical. And, you know, I listened for about 40 minutes to a friend of mine um, questioning the district about sick leave 
and personal leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I am troubled by it because it, there are a lot of people who have to have a surgery or have, have a sick family member that they have to take care of. And for the district to say you can't use the leave that you've acquired is troubling to me. Why would people go through this? Why would people continue? Um, there, are, there are better jobs out there. I'm, I'm here to say, sadly. And, you know, at this point, I think truly part of what the district's fighting is teachers remaining in the classroom because they don't have people to cover them. And what's going to happen if 10% of our teachers are absent because of whatever and they're taking their leave and now we can't control it and we don't have anybody to cover the classroom. We saw that in pre-COVID years. And COVID has made people really realize that there is a lot more important things than coming to school sick. Lots of us did it for decades because it's so much work to prep for somebody else sitting at your spot that isn't half the time isn't going to even do what you've prepared. And then you're coming back and you're picking up the pieces. Legitimately, the district is not thinking about their employees and they're going to find out what it's like not to have employees. I think and that, not to have the subs to cover those employees, both. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's absolutely uh, going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's very disheartening. So I'd like to propose that uh, our next one, we talk about social media. And social media, both in the classroom, um, maybe not even the social aspect of it like we wouldn't do Instagram in the classroom but there are a lot of platforms out there um, that teachers can use that kids can interact with and post on and I've got a couple of them um, specifically but I also would like to just throw in that some schools have their classes on Facebook and I would like I'd like your opinion on that interesting so yeah let's talk about that next time sounds good okay thank you everybody for tuning in happy 51st podcast crazy and happy october happy october. i don't know how many i love my students and uh, but one thing that i have found over the last few years is that they often equate the months with the holiday that's in it because um, that's one thing that's been kind of taught since K-1 yeah. for students with special needs. Like, it's something that you can teach a lot of things around. Sure. I don't know how many times today I was told it was Halloween. Like, it's going to be a long month. <laughs> oh. And see, being in a Catholic school, All Hallows' Eve, we, can, we are celebrating everything. We have dress-up for the day. We have a Halloween, I guess traditionally there's been a Halloween parade. We're not doing that this year just because, you know. Yeah. Um, but we do, um, after school is a trunk and treat and people in the community park in a big line and the kids do trick-or-treating and they hand them stuff like into their treat bag. Yeah, from the trunk of the car. I've heard of those. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how it works. So thank you guys for joining in with us. Thank you, JC. You are welcome. Thank you, Mars. Bye.